0: We're Kyler and Cody McCormick, two brothers on a journey to pave our own path while chasing our passion.
1: While building our adventure filmmaking brand, The Outbound Life, we've become sponsored by some of the top brands in the film and travel industries, acquired Fortune 500 clients, and have
0: spoken on stages all across the country sharing our story. We now invite you along on our journey as we sit down with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and diverse thought leaders to discuss how to live a life we consider outbound, a life where you believe your story matters and live beyond your limits. Come along and live the outbound life. Guys, we have a legend in our midst today and somebody we've really looked up to for a long time. And, you know, I've gotten to know over the years and learned quite a bit from, I'm going to break him down a bit in this bio here, because gosh, there's, there's a lot to Chris. There's a lot to Chris Burkhardt. Um, he's an accomplished explorer, photographer, creative director, speaker, and author, traveling throughout the year to pursue the farthest expanses of earth, Burkhardt works to capture stories that inspire humans to consider their relationship with nature while promoting the preservation of wild places everywhere. His visionary perspective has earned him opportunities to work on global, prominent campaigns with Fortune 500 clients, speak on the TED stage, design product lines, educate and publish a growing collection of books. Along with his team, Bricard is based out of his production studio and art gallery in Central Coast of California. Chris, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate
2: you guys a lot. Thank you. And uh, it's been rad to not only watch your careers blossom and grow, but also just, um, you know, be a part of that conversation over the last couple of years of, you know, trying to help out where I can and just kind of see you guys have such a zest for storytelling and life and, mm-hmm. and everything and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to chat. I'm stoked sure you guys are doing this. Where where yeah. are you? I mean, you guys are both somewhere separate right now. So where? About-
0: yeah, we are. We're about 20 minutes away from yeah. each other, just uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago as, as nice. it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're in the studio right now, Chris.
2: Yeah, I'm in a little corner of my studio because we're we're doing construction and um, actually there's like we're actually building a new room to store hard drives um oh, cool. so it's kind of like the unfun part of photography when you're like i gotta have proper data storage and you're gonna spend a grip of money on it and it's a it's brutal like it's the only it's you have to do it you know so and, um, and does yeah. that
1: does that help out with data protection like oh yeah 100% like all that sort we, of stuff we built of, like a
2: fireproof kind yeah. of waterproof room and and we're storing all our Hydra. And it's just like you're constantly upgrading, you know, upgrading yeah. to bigger, better storage systems, um, more safely backed up stuff that you can run, you know, a ChronoSync or some sort of a software on it. So that's, I'm lucky that I don't really have to deal with that now. Totally. I, have, I have a part of the team that's on it, but that's a, it's a hectic, it's a hectic scenario, you know? Yeah, sure.
1: no, that, that's yeah. wild. And, and Chris, I'm even, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but just <laughs> obviously you being... A travel photographer and everything that the world has been going through, specifically with coronavirus lately. What, yeah. I mean, what have the last few months been to you with just having that hiccup in travel redefined lately?
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's obviously redefined the way that I approach my work and it's redefined the way that I definitely, you know, where I spend my time. I, You know, I didn't go anywhere for a couple months, which was yeah. excellent. I loved I loved being able to be with my family and be home. And
1: yeah.
2: that was unreal, like so epic. Um, to be honest, like I would, I, I just was so grateful for that time. Yeah. And then um, I had a couple, I, you know, it was pretty scary too. You know, like I, I, I was lucky enough, I applied for a PPE loan and got yeah. that to protect my employees because I have a staff of five and right. so much of their work is based upon jobs. And we had hundreds yeah. of, thousands of dollars on the table vanished because of work you know that we rely upon um you know big big commercial projects and tourism job this and that so that all vanished and now we're kind of picking up the pieces but luckily i was able to uh, start working again about a month ago and um i i went to arizona and shot a job for um a resort and you know it's really like touch and go you know like you're traveling out to these places like I'm bringing my own gas in my car. I was right. you know, bringing my own food. I'm just like everything is like dialed and uh, and you know I was trying to do anything I could to like to not stop and not impact these small towns and then
1: right we, because you don't we want we to got, travel through and bring yeah I just want my, to be ha-
2: yeah conscious yeah. you know and for my own family's sake and for anybody else's like um and and uh, ultimately yeah so uh, and then I went to uh, Alaska and I was on a boat like remote. Okay. Remote alaska. really cool with
0: a crew where in alaska was that
2: uh, we were out in the Kenai peninsula area like wow. just exploring um kind of that whole zone it was funny because it was like we were quarantining on a boat you know just with our uh, with our essential crew right and that was yeah. like 10 days um and then you know we we're really like it, it's it's a weird scenario like you're not getting out to go to the gas station and grab snacks yeah. or food you know you're like you're sending like one person to get this like you're ordering your food you're doing t- it's a yeah it's a new world it's kind of some way feels imprisoning. Yeah. Um yeah. But I'm super grateful that being out in nature and being in these remote places is now safer than ever. I mean, this is really where we should be. Um I came back from Alaska and I went straight to Utah on a trip to do a little bike packing trip um where I was just exploring a remote part of uh the yeah. Utah backcountry and that was super rad, super fun. You've been getting some good miles then. Yeah. yeah it, it was it's so fun.
1: fun to it's so fun to watch that yeah. kind of side of you of just kinda of, I like photographer maybe is one of the main titles that people put on yeah. you, but yeah, yeah. you're an incredible athlete. I mean, yeah. uh, been- I mean some,
2: some days I'm also like, I can be lazy, <laughs> you know, I want to stay at home. I want to do nothing, you know, at times, but um, I feel grateful to have um, the ability to just like, I, I just think if anything, it's like, if, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's like
0: yeah.
2: make the most of every opportunity because right. you don't yeah. know when it's going to not be there. And I just feel so grateful to get out there and I don't want to um, want to use my time wisely
1: yeah
0: yeah it's interesting it's been very humbling I think for so many people and people who were not accustomed to being humbled you know people who yeah. are very accustomed to controlling every aspect of their life and then we're all kind of in this this same boat but I think you're totally right we are it seems like we're me and and most people I know after going through this we're living more intentionally and and to your point about even travel it's like you know because I think living under a pandemic, you're learning these rules and what's responsible and what's not, but you're totally correct that. I mean, the outdoors, that is by definition, the largest space that we have. So it's actually very, uh, very easy and healthy to social distance while doing that. Um, Chris, something I want to talk about that's interesting about you is I think so many people who have discovered you and have followed along through, mm-hmm. through your body of work and career, they found you through social media, maybe particularly yeah. Instagram, and, and it just totally blew up. But what's cool about you is you actually had a very established and successful career before Instagram was really a thing. and you know, you have this crazy story of kind of like traveling around, like sleeping in your car and like hustling on beaches, sending photos to people. And just this very like, you know, uh, grassroots, like just going for it. You started getting these internships and learning from legendary photographers. And before you knew it, there you were, you had this, this dream career, so to speak of, Hey, surf photographer, this is, this is what you were talking about. Here you are. But something interesting that happened in your story is you faced a point that you started to let's say, feel suffocated in it, you know, being on these tropical beaches, crowded beaches of there's Wi-Fi and TVs and all these fancy restaurants. You start to feel some like dissatisfaction, it seems. So I want to talk about that. Like where, you know, after already being, you know, a so a quote unquote successful uh, photographer, where did this dissatisfaction take you next?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a funny one because it, it, it definitely led me to search for something different. Right. Um, I mean, but I think that, I think that the, the, the novelty of it is that like, I, I really looked forward to those times when I was struggling and I was like working hard in my career and and I was giving more of myself, like, like having a job that demands something of you demands your full attention. That's, that's what i want and and i'm not saying this is for everybody or that everybody should do this but the point is that when you're when all your senses are engaged and when all your senses are heightened and you're really there and you're in it like that's there's no better feeling i mean to me truly like being imprisoned in your career would be to wake up every day knowing that you're going to do the same thing and that there's going to be no change no difference no challenge um, no struggle. And, and I, and I think that you can find that same struggle, challenge, awareness, presentness in, um, in basically anything you do. Hmm. If you are pursuing a career path that feels like it's a challenge to you, you know, and, and that's, that's ultimately what I sought out because that's what made me feel super fulfilled. And, um, again, I, I just think that everybody, um, you know, would be happier if they, if they were pursuing that. And so for me, that required me kind of throwing off the, 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 the dream job, which was shooting, surfing on these remote beautiful beaches in the world and whatnot and um, exploring um, the remote and uh, unique parts of the globe um, that were, I guess, ripe for risk and, and other things. And it, and it required a lot of me, you know, it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm going to do this now. It was like, yeah. no, I'm going to take a massive risk and my editors weren't going to pay for these trips. And yeah. I had to like, prove to people and um, prove to the athletes, prove to myself, prove to everybody. It was kind of, it was hectic, you know, in many, in many ways.
1: Yeah. And it seems, I mean, you touched on it that any job truly can be monotonous or it can be challenging. The fact that like, it, it kind of seems that, it's more dependent on the person. So it's like they're pursuing a career path. That's what you did. But then you specifically chose to keep yourself in like a zone of, you know, like an uncomfort zone because you want like you as a person, and even as we're talking about you as an athlete, you have that hunger to continue to push. You want to be better. You want to see what you're capable of. And I think that kind of outlook, you, you easily apply that to things. Right. Right. You know, where a lot of people don't and a lot of people can settle I think in anybody yeah. can be
2: taught to do so though, right you know i mean yeah. you know, when, she, when you 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 i'm sure think so as well it's just like it's one of those things where if you if you aren't aware of the joy it can bring you'll you'll never seek it out you know and yeah. uh, and i'm not i'm not necessarily saying like that, Oh man, like you need to go do backbreaking labor because that's what's going to, that's, yeah. what's going to be, you know, that's, what's going to fulfill you. It's just more a matter of like, even in photography, like I think I've tried to share this a lot in in events and things like that is like, even in photography, you know, I, I am kind of known as a landscape photographer and, and, and that's awesome. And, and at a certain point that even the act of just going out and shooting landscapes or, Maybe being out at night and you know being alone and, and and hiking alone and whatnot can feel super scary to others. That's outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. But to me, I'm it's pretty commonplace. So, yeah. so what am I doing to kind of further my own career? And sometimes, like I'm terrified of shooting portraits. Some people mm. are totally comfortable. Um, yeah. I'm terrified of shooting. Uh, other types of photography. And I think that what I what I look for is I look for ways to infuse those things that I know I'm not great at, or I know I need to work on into my work so that I can stay true to that thought process and methodology that even I need to like, you know, take my own medicine sometimes and make sure I'm getting outside of my comfort zone. So I think it's the point being is like, it's an ever evolving process. When I started my career going to the Arctic and going to on expeditions and, and was was scary and terrifying and and fully engaging and nowadays it's it's a little um it's a little less so um which means that i think i have to be more aware of like what gets me um back into that state of being just really engaged and that's what I really what i strive for i strive for ways to to feel really connected to the work i'm doing
0: That's really cool. And I think it's practical, too, because you're almost like you're describing this sense of like mindfulness in fill in the blank. I mean, you are a travel landscape photographer, but anybody in their job, if they're aware of where they're at and, and they might find opportunities to like you're saying how you challenge yourself in way in your own ways that might not be so obvious, maybe it's portrait photography you know like I don't think somebody would predict that but we all have those ways in our own life that you know it's an internal battle that if you're growing it's going to bring joy to the work and also bring better opportunities
2: yeah complacency is just rampant it's a disease and complacency is something that we can all become subject to if we don't apply ourselves and that's the whole point right is like you need to apply yourself so you don't get complacent. And if you don't get complacent, then you'll always be fulfilled because you'll be growing. And growth is, to me, critical to fulfillment, right? Yeah. In in whatever capacity. I mean, there are a lot of ways to grow as people. There's a lot, you know, whether it's physically and like, you know, strength-wise as an athlete or whatever, or whether you're, you know, finally speaking out about social justice issues and you're you're making your voice heard, like that can be scary for people. Um, I mean, I think that a lot of photographers, they kind of hide behind the camera and I've done that too. I, I know what that's like. But to to emerge from behind the camera and to to share your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, that's a challenging thing for people and a challenging thing for myself. And something that I I feel like that can present a lot of growth for people.
1: Yeah. And I think even just one like one thing to pull out on a practical level for that. I think for us, we've always acknowledged that typically the areas of greatest growth potential in one's life are always triggered by or you 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 can see what that's going to be by seeing where you have fear or what you're scared of like like that's there's probably other areas but it at least in my life it tends to be something that like I'm fearful of I don't know if I'm capable of don't know if I you know I how I'm going to perform in that but I like once I push into it then that's where the growth comes from because like you said if we just keep pushing into the you know okay, I'm a, you know, landscape photographer and I just get out to these beautiful places and I'm, you know, backpacking, living out of my backpack. That's scary to a lot of people, but you're sharing right now. You're like that. I feel really comfortable doing that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it, it, we, and, and I get that sometimes in, um, in events, like, you know, people are like, oh, well you took these incredible risks and you did this yeah. and that. And I'm like, well, risk is predicated upon, your experience yeah right so risk is something that i think is crucial for every type of job every type of every decision we make in our life there's not risk what's the point you know like you know the outcome and then the, therefore um the, the variability of what you're going to achieve from it is is just that there's nothing there so to me uh, that risk is based upon someone's experience the time someone's put in there and you know for me you know writing trying to do a backflip on a snowboard or a ski would be the scariest thing in the world Right. right tons of risk but for somebody who's done it a thousand times it's not risky at all yeah so again it's just one of those scenarios where like risk is something that's predicated upon our experience and we need we need to seek out things that are still and i hate to use that word risky but 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 still challenge us in some way um as photographers, you
0: know? Yeah, it's highly contextualized. You're totally right. That risk for you is going to look very different for me. And that comes from that self-awareness of of realizing, yeah, what does it look like for me to grow? Um, Something that like, I think we really admire about you and, um, you know, like kind of getting to know you over the years and you know, it, it's cool because, I mean, yeah, you have known us since we were pretty young and in kind of getting started in this thing. And it's been quite a bit of time since then. But I, I think one of the great attributes we admire about you is your generosity. And I'm not just saying this to butter your bread, but it seems like you live in a very generous way, especially with the most valuable thing, which is your time. You know i remember for us i think we probably would have reached out to you first it was probably a cold email you know like maybe over linkedin or something 2015 you know years back and sure enough you're like hey guys let's hop on a call and we're like no way and from there you know it's like we've skied in utah with you you've said yes to speaking on a few different panels with us in like you know yeah. salt lake city or new york and you know we, we've always been just really honored by that but i'm curious with you and how you you know live your life and give away your time why is it that with such a busy schedule you do make time for so many of these things why do you take time to mentor people to to give your time away freely you know while balancing a family i've been impressed by how you've like balanced that like why is that something that's important to you um yeah you know i think it comes back to the fact that like
2: in the beginning of my career in the early days of my career i remember vividly being like that kid trying to figure out this career path and cold emailing all of my mentors all these photographers I looked up to looking for advice looking for a mentorship looking for all these things and I just I I heard a lot of uh of no's or non-responses and I I you know it it, personally like it really was like I was like so hurt by that I was just so burnt out I was like man this sucks like um nobody's down to share anything and you know, there there wasn't the resources that we had now. There wasn't the creative lives and the skill shares. I quit school because there was no opportunity to learn what I wanted to learn. And so I really felt like alone um out there in the world. And I felt like the only way to learn how to do this was just to do it. And that sucked kind of, you know. So I guess I promised myself um at a certain point, I was like, you know what? If if I ever become successful in this career path, I want to be somebody who people feel they can approach who people feel understands their concerns, who people feel um, knows kind of what they're going through. And, and to be honest, that's really where uh, I think that idea came from was like, Hmm. what can I do to be a light unto those who Hmm. maybe uh, need some guidance or whatever. And obviously I can't give as much time as I want to, to everybody or everything, but I, but I really take a diligent approach to like responding to direct messages when they're, when they have a legitimate question, when it's something that you can't find easily on Google, you know, like if somebody's coming to me for something that only, that only I can provide, I want to, I want to give them that. And I want to, I want to make sure they know I care. So I guess it's just like the, the, you know, maybe, maybe a part of me is just like, I, I feel too much of a desire to, um, to have, um, to be liked or something like that. I don't know. Maybe there's some yeah. like deeper rooted issues in there, but the True. reality is I want to help people because I know yeah. what it's like to, to have nobody um, answering those calls.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's helped us greatly. It's helped us immensely. And I think, you know, some of the areas that, you know, we, we've obviously, we acknowledge that your schedule is really busy. Your, um, what you put your hand to, you know, has big effect in so many areas and we've, always try to make it a point to, you know, like, like you said, if, if we can Google something, like we're going to Google that. But I think even like, as, as we've navigated the outdoor industry specifically, something that you're so experienced at, those have been some of the areas that we've like reached out and we're like, Hey, how do we navigate this part? Or how do we go about getting permits for this specific national park? That kind of thing, because you, you know, you've had those shoots, you do those regularly. And it's to someone that, you know, when we were breaking into that, we had no idea, and, it, and it's and it's hard. There's right. mixed information out there, so and, and I and I'm, I try
2: to be really transparent that um, I don't have all the answers, and I've made a lot yeah. of mistakes. And <laughs> sure. um, I, if, if anything, I, I hope others can learn from my mistakes and where I've I've failed and where you know where I've had to um, pick up the slack and and learn. And that to me has been a, a big eye opening experience. And I just mm-hmm. I don't want to see others kind of suffer through that stuff.
0: Mm, Well, it's much appreciated. And I think, you know, even we've, we've learned a lot about how we manage our own time and even, you know, people reach out to us or a question, whatever it is, I think that's kind of been in the back of our head. It's like, you know, kind of paying it forward and seeing the impact that that can have. Um, Chris, something I want to talk about is this idea that like, quite frankly, and gosh, we can see it right now more than ever with the highly polarizing sci-fi movie that we're all living in, quite frankly, but it's hard for people to change their minds. Right. It's and it's also very hard to make people care about things that don't directly impact their lives, let's say. So this is something interesting about your work, because it seems like you're essentially bringing people an emotional connection with, let's say, breathtaking lands that, you know, chances are they're, they're never going to visit, which, you know, it naturally opens their eyes to, let's say, the importance of environmentalism. Now, do you, as a storyteller, as a creative, feel a certain responsibility to, you know, share content that does, like, impact how people might see these issues and things that you personally really care about?
2: Um, yeah, I think when I can, you know, I think one of the one of the hardest things about storytelling is, it's it's really hard to, to it's really hard to tell a story. It's also even harder to sell a story, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think the reality is that. You know, just like everybody else, I have to do a lot of work that isn't that glamorous. You know, it's not this beautiful, sexy. I'm in the outdoors; it's so beautiful um, type of stuff. I have to shoot a lot of work that just kind of gets buried under the rug because that's what keeps the lights on. And and that's noble. And people should recognize that, like, hey, we all have a day job, and that's really a big part of what my day job is. Um, There are moments; there are a lot of moments where I can coincide um, what I love and what I care about and my personal projects with, um, with uh, a commercial endeavor. And that's awesome. And like, mm. but a lot of my personal projects, my films that, yeah, they're underwritten by a brand, which usually takes the edge off, but they're not really money-making ventures. Um, and I think a big part of it is I do those for two reasons. First of all, like you said, I, I aim to tell stories that are close to my heart, you know, that are, that are meaningful to me that, our reflection upon my understanding of the world. And, um, it's oftentimes a lot easier to share a story or a film or a project like that, or a book than to try and just tell everybody you meet, Hey, it's really important for kids yeah. to find answers in nature. You know, in, yeah. instead I'd rather make a children's book. Um, or Hey, the relationship between father and daughter is very, or father and child is very important and complicated. And so I'd, I'd rather make a film about that. Mm-hmm. Um, me, that's really what it is. I, I aim to explore ways to really share that, and um, and I think that's that's what's driven me. And and I, the the dream scenario is when you do get a client um, who who does understand that value and is like, hey, what do you want to tell what story? Like that's super fulfilling and refreshing. Mm. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always happen. It's not always something that is super easy to. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I drove back from a uh, from. <laughs> Drove back from uh, Arizona the other night, ten hours through the night, and I'm still You've catching been putting
1: up. the hours in. I get it. You have full permission <laughs> to a couple yawns. Yeah, but, but when I
2: get those jobs that do coincide, I just that's the I feel so lucky, you know. And that's really what yeah. I strive to um to work on. So
1: well, and I think that's important for people to to know that, w- like we call those the the home run projects. So mm-hmm. it you know yeah. our business is made up of a lot of one and two base hits, and that's yeah.
0: stability. Great way of putting it. Yeah. unsexy the quantity and, and ongoing things that, that you know it's yeah. not necessarily glamorous that's where you got to
1: put in the work but it's like we always want to have a couple home run projects in the works that we're we're going after And when one comes through it's so gratifying because that's it is like you said it's the co- where where all those little pieces come together and your voice is the loudest and and it's, you're doing what you want and a brand is really supporting it in the way that needs to be supported. And I think back to, um, I think it was 2017 that you did your tour with the film where you screened it uh, around the globe, I think, under an Arctic sky. That was 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, we we met up with you in Chicago when you came through Chicago, but you did so many cities um, over the course of, was it a summer length or how, yeah. how many months? It was, was kind of like it was a, was a long, year. it
2: was like a year's worth of tour. And yeah, yeah. It was hectic, yeah. Hectic. Um, but that's kind of what it took to get the word out there, you know?
1: Yeah. But I mean, we watched that from the outside, just looking at just Chris is in, you know, Portland now, Chris is in LA, Chris is in Chicago, Chris, is in UK, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it's crazy. And I think, you know, we watched that with, with our favorite bands as they're touring touring across the world, or you know stand up comedians getting up on stage night after night, that had to have been exhausting.
2: Uh, super exhausting. Terrible, actually terrible for my body. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. I think that when it comes to really pushing forward with a personal project, say you want to do a book or you want to do a film or yeah. whatever, like you have to not just be thinking about this is going to be so fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this with my friends, and it's gonna come. Like you have to really be thinking long term like this is going to come out i'm going to be investing x time and i'm going to see this all the way through
0: like yeah. to the end.
2: and, and that's yeah. the hardest thing is like you actually legitimately have to like really be looking at that long-term commitment and that's what it is it's a long-term commitment but this is what's so important and, and i'm um i've actually been writing this treatment for this business of photography course that i'm going to be teaching oh sweet um, really cool shortly here, But one of the most important things about personal projects, about the ones that really say who you are and express mm. what you care about, is that when they go out in the world, those are the ones that bring you back so much work. Because people mm. get a chance mm. to, like everyone I've done, my California surf project, my Arctic swell video, my TED talk, all these things, they, they predicated one upon another. Like one opportunity came, I invested everything in it, didn't make a lot of money, but... What it made up for long term was it, it sort of slingshotted me into the next year. So I had one year where it was like I was really investing a lot of time into this, and it was I was spending a lot of money and whatnot. And then all of a sudden the next year it was like tons of jobs, and so it's it's this roller coaster you ride where you really have to be considerate. Like when time when when economically you're doing good as a photographer, creative, that might be the time to take a moment and say, hey. What am I going to do that's going to carry me through the next, like mm-hmm. the next cycle? cycle. And yep. I think that's, that's how I've been able to stay relevant
0: is Interesting.
2: always having something new to come out with, something to share, something that's significant. And that's really important
1: to me. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure that's exhausting. Just the the process. It's the creative process. It's, it's, you have probably these big ideas or dreams in your head that end up becoming these projects that, yeah, take a year to go on tour, to exhibit and then you're you're balancing all the smaller clients in between to make sure that the stable income's coming in for the staff that you employ, which is amazing. Yeah. And I think as a small business owner, that's the dream really to be right. able to one provide for your family, mm-hmm. two be able to provide for other people and their families. You
2: no, know, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's really a big part of it. Is like is being able to not only because that's the thing is if I just needed to provide for myself, I would not have any of this. Like I would, I would have a very, I would work out of my house. It would be very easy. I mean, I could probably run my, my, my own personal life just from like doing a couple small social media things a year. But the reason we do commercial shoots and we sell books and print because I want to, you know, I I have a five person staff and I want to support all of them with like an actual salary, and yeah. uh, you know benefits, and a four hundred one k, and all these things, and that's that's the dream to me is to support others through this creative endeavor.
1: And Chris, on that note, talking business, I think for a lot of outsiders, they people never really understand looking on the outside of a business how like how the dollars come in, where revenues coming from. And I know in the past you've talked some of these different streams of revenue, but I think yeah. for this audience, it'd be cool for you to kind of rehash that a little yeah. bit about the different buckets or streams of revenue that you have set up in place and how that even takes some of your time allocation.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, um, it's really rad to, be able to, to, to share this information because I've always thought about the fact that I want my business to be recession proof. And yeah. you just take that word recession and, and you, you change it over to pandemic. That's, that's the same thing, right? There <laughs> we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I worked through 2008, you know, like I know what that was like uh, because I was just starting my career and I, I had to have a real eye opener. Like I almost didn't have a career after that day um, because I was wow. able to consider um, my revenue streams and, and how they operate. I, I, it really helped me. And nowadays, this is so important. I try to share this with everybody. Like I operate with two types of revenue. Um, one of those being active and, and some of those being passive, right? The active revenue are the streams of revenue that I really have to go after and promote mm-hmm. and advocate for that being commercial photography, image licensing, um, and editorial photography. That, that's work that I'm sending out there. I'm, I'm showing my book. I'm taking meetings with ad agencies, et cetera, et cetera. I'm being pretty proactive. The passive income is really like the books and films and merchandise that I might sell, um, the stuff like workshops and online teaching and then going and public speaking and things like that. Now, that stuff, yes, it requires an initial investment of time, and energy and money but once that's done you don't really have to do that much it's kind of just it's it's carrying you through and really right. for me print sales books like like during the pandemic that's what kept the lights on uh mm-hmm. and that's what our only streams of revenue were which was amazing i'm super super grateful for that um and a long time ago, I just set, the, I, I set aside the time to to make that happen. I set aside the time to invest and in, 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 in make that uh, a part of my uh, business plan.
1: That's cool. And it sounds like you're going to be launching a course that people can learn a lot more about that coming uh, up.
2: Yeah, I'm doing so, a course with Alex Stroll. He's got a, um, cool. an online workshop a course called Stroll Works. And I, I'm going to do two short courses. One will be... Right on the business of photography, really sharing my perspective, which, Hey, take it or leave it. It's just my perspective on what I've done. It's not for everybody. Um, it's really, uh, just, I want to share openly my experience in terms of like working with an agent and collecting new work and collaborating with brands and, and when to build a team and when to expand your team and, and, and just trying to formulate all of that knowledge from one central place that being your mission statement like what is your purpose what is your goal as a photographer and if you can hone in on that and what that is everything will be very clear you know and and that's like something that helped me a lot
0: that's awesome what you're talking about is something that's so well-rounded that like in our opinion is something that's always made you stand out from the crowd you're this photographer but it's like you're equally a brilliant communicator like you know speaker writer director It seems to flow out of your personal philosophy, mission, or like an overall brand image that leaks out of anything you put your hand on. And I I think that's really cool that you're touching on it. And, you know, certainly this course, I think for a lot of the people listening, man, this is going to be a roadmap that probably a lot of people are looking for. Chris, something I want to bring up, and actually this is a total shift in direction. I'm excited to see where this goes, but there's a quote out there that's certainly controversial, you might say, and it just says, fame is the excrement of art. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. on that note, uh, would you say that fame in your own life has been more helpful or hurtful on, on let's say like a personal level? I'm, I'm interested to to dive into that if that's something you'd be all right with.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself famous by any means um, at all. Uh, but I do think within certain circles, maybe my name is slightly more known. Um, yeah. And, and I think given the fact that I, I have a, a fairly large audience and tend to be pretty vocal about things I care about, yeah, it attracts a lot of BS, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just what it is. It attracts a lot of um, differing opinions and this and that. And I think that, the, you know, one thing one thing I've always loved is this quote from Yvonne Chouinard that said, like, mm-hmm. you're not pissing off 50% of people, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. And um, granted, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but I think the <laughs> yeah. point the point being is that, if, if you don't have opinions and you don't have convictions and you're not willing to stand up for them and you're not willing to stand for them, then you, you kind of fall for anything. And and I think that maybe sometimes brands and people are so focused and busy on just pleasing everybody that they kind of forget about the fact that like, Hey, like my shared experience in the world has taught me a few things and I, I'm willing to share those. And, um, and I think if anything, yeah, it's a complicated scenario to, um, for me, the reality is if, if, um, if you pursue art in uh, in a holistic fashion, right. Like Hmm. you're not paying for the exposure and and like you're pursuing art and you're putting your art out there and you're sharing it and you're doing everything that feels authentic to you. And because of that, um, some sort of, um, fame it comes of that I don't know it's a weird yeah. word to say um, yeah yeah I think that I think it's that I think it's healthy I think that if if it's the other mm. way around like if you become a photographer mm. because of the fact that you hope that this will make you famous then I, I pray for you <laughs> because that is a yeah. terrible yeah. way to go about it like uh, to be honest I, I you know I'm a pretty introverted person it's why mm-hmm. I go ride my bike for hours and hours on end without my phone without anything because I want to be alone Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I I get anxiety just going to New York city or going to Chicago. Like these places give me anxiety standing up in front of a crowd is my uncomfortable place that I try to grow from. Um, Mm -hmm. that being said, uh, I do feel, I do feel like there is no way for me to justify the privilege of going outside and experiencing these places and doing what I do without coming back and sharing it with people. First and foremost people I care about and I love like my family and, and uh, my friends and secondly people that I engage with on a daily basis. I feel like that's the only way that I personally can advocate for places and speak for them is if I share the messages of what it was like to be in Greenland and the Faroes mm-hmm. and what it what it's been like to you know raise a kid in this environment and how yeah. that what it was like to you know see surfing under the northern lights and and watch you know a friend of yours pursue their lifelong dream career path. I mean, to tell these stories is, yeah. is really, I think, at the root of what I hope to do. And mm. if, if notoriety comes from that, great. I just think it's a matter of keeping it in check and realizing that first and foremost, you you, um, you use a, a camera or you, you direct or you whatever yeah. to, to, to tell stories. And at the root of those stories should be a desire to help the world become a better place.
0: That's really big. And not to extend that out too long, but I I think uh, it's the amazing uh, kind of business and marketing writer, Seth Godin, who I think he has a definition of art, where he says something along the lines of this is a gift that you share. It's like these two halves of art and sharing is is part of that so long as it comes from a pure place. But I think that's really good perspective on Yeah, it's like if, if something means so much to you, it would almost be a disservice if you're not, you know, spreading that out to people.
1: And Chris, with all this travel and yeah, like, like you're talking about this, this career that has developed around you, how are you intentional about sharing that with your family? Because I know that's something that's your family's so important to you and you can have seasons where you're caught up on the road so much. How have you made it a point to be intentional while raising a family with, with young kids?
2: Um, I mean, I think that, I think that this is a complicated thing, and, and there's going to be differing opinions on how yeah. how everybody wants to do that, like how everybody hopes to raise their family or their kids. And for me, a big part of that is is um, and here's a funny thought about it: like I don't have any desire for my kids to be um, a professional photographer or or to like necessarily live in my um, in my footsteps or in my shadow or anything. And here's why is like, when I spend time with my kids, it's essential for their personal growth to make Mm. sure that those experiences we have together are them teaching me
1: Mm.
2: as much as me teaching them because Mm. that empowers them They're They feel like they know something. They feel like they can share something. They feel like valuable. They feel worthwhile instead of them being like, oh, I want to be a photographer and, and dad's just gonna always teach me everything he knows. Like, yes, if if they want that, I will offer that. But I love empowering them, that they love learning about dinosaurs and alligators and and they, they love catching lizards and snakes. And this is stuff that's actually like I'm freaked out by, but I love doing it because that fosters a relationship where I'm I'm giving them something they need, which is Um, which is attention and learning and knowledge, and and they're providing something for me. So that being said, that's kind of the approach that my wife and I have taken, right? Cool. Like, don't push, you know, my world onto them too much Mm -hmm. and and let them come to it naturally. Um, Empower them to to be interested in the things that they're interested in and and foster those experiences, for sure.
1: Mm, I love it. Chris, word on the street is that... um couple of years ago, you took Justin Bieber on a crazy trip to Iceland. Share a little about that story. Uh, yeah. I mean, it
2: was, it was a funny, yeah, it was a funny experience. I mean, uh, honestly just the power of social media, right. I had been there a lot of times and he had seen the trips that I had done. And, um, and I, uh, I reached out to him and, and just, uh, or sorry, sorry, sorry. No, he reached out to me. Um, he reached out to me and was like, you know, I'm going to Iceland anywhere you'd recommend. I'm like, yeah. Like gave him kind of a laundry list yeah, of places. Right. I remember I'm sitting there in my bed. He was in Greece via DM. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like having this DM conversation. I'm like, this is so <laughs> random. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, do you want to come? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm flying from Greece to there. I, he had just finished his album, recording his album there. And I'm like, uh, I like looked at the flights and I was like, I would have to leave in 20 minutes to catch a flight. Oh, oh my God. I would have to get in the car, drive to Santa Barbara, throw my cameras in the thing, drive. And like, I was like, I'm in and I looked at my wife and I was like, should I go? And she's like, no, no <laughs> though, you have to go. Like, like if you you don't go. She's like, if you don't go, you'd always wonder. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I went and it was a rad experience. I was with him for a couple of days um, showed him a bunch of my favorite places. And then he spent a couple days, um, experiencing it by himself as well. And it was rad. It was a really cool experience. A very, um, honestly, just like a very, um, normal dude who wants to have normal experiences and truly like loves being in nature and thrives in that environment. And (sighs) to be honest, I feel, I feel bad in some ways because you know, imagine like you get out of it. It's your first time going somewhere like that. And you get at, see this beautiful waterfall and you want to get out and experience it and go underneath it and look at it. And literally the guy can't even get there without being stopped by so mm. many people. Yeah. Like it's like it's like mm. imprisonment in some ways. And so it, it really forced mm. us to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. And it was cool. It was great to see him like, you know, let his hair down, uh, so mm. to say. And um, yeah, just a really like kind soul at his root, I think for sure.
0: Amazing. And Chris, as we kind of wrap up here, maybe what would be fun is just a a couple rapid fire questions and just see where it goes. Yeah, I'm really bad at this. Well, hey, I think it'll be fun. Uh, So, okay. So let's say anybody of any age right now, they feel stuck in life. What's your one piece of advice?
2: Um, I read the book Essentialism by Greg McKeown.
0: Okay, there we go. There we go.
1: All right, next. Any favorite quotes, verses, or mantras that you live by?
2: Oh, dude, there's so many. And now I'm like, when? you <laughs> know.
1: Someone, one. One that comes to mind.
2: Oh. Man, um, the one that I had on my high school yearbook was just keep it copacetic, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, like, is so irrelevant. Um, um, I, I really, I, I, this isn't really a quote. But um, there's, it's, it's, it's more of like a, uh, uh, it's a long form quote
0: Love and it. it's, cool. from,
2: um, it's from, it's uh, from Theodore mm-hmm. Roosevelt and it's the man in the ring.
0: Mm, daring greatly, huh? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, there's no better, there's no better thing to read than that. When you, when you are feeling downtrodden by the negativity of the world or whatever, like just the reality that like nobody can relate to your experience until you're that person in that situation, like the opinions of others don't matter because until they're there, um, until they're the man in the ring or the woman in the ring, whatever, like they, they can't relate, you know? And that's just the truth about, about it. That's right? huge.
0: That's a great yeah. answer. That's actually my favorite quote of all time about how
2: well, it's, <laughs> it not, is, right? it's, it's like, not the
0: critic who counts, right? It's the guy who's out there sweating and fail, like falling on his face. <laughs> it
2: is. The critic never, the, the critic doesn't count. The person who hasn't been out in the field, the person who hasn't, you know, and that, and that's such a good, it's like thing for everything. You know, you talk about people who, you know, we we talk about like, uh, you know, places like the Faroe Islands and Greenland and, and um, you know, their hunting practices and this and that. And until you go there and you see these places, how can you comment? You know, how can we really uh, gauge to understand how they live and what their experience is like until we've been in their shoes. Hmm. And it just kind of reminds me that sometimes we all need to just Shut the F up a little bit, maybe and like yeah. and realize that like uh the world is is brutal. And and I think we're all so very privileged. And until we've been in somebody else's shoes, we just can't yeah. come I
0: think on. now more than ever that might be a, a relevant message. I mean, now now is a yeah. time to hopefully listen. More shutting our mouths yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. exactly. Well,
1: yeah. Chris, last question. Uh what are you most excited about? And then how can people follow along on the journey that you're on?
2: Um, what am I most excited about? Well, I'm I'm excited, but also bummed because I, I released a, 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 my favorite film today, Owner, mm. which is a 17-minute film about mm. my friend, Ellie Thor, who's a father and his relationship with his daughter. Um, it was premiering at Tribeca. Mm-hmm. It was premiering at Mountain Film. It was doing all these awesome things, but that got pushed back. And so now the physical engagement of going to the film premiere and seeing their faces light up and feeling celebrated is not there. But I'm excited to still put it out online. I'm excited oh. to still see it rack up accolades and awards, um, and I'm excited to share it with the world. So that's something I'm stoked on. And I mean, and
1: you just posted the trailer on. Yeah, on I've posted the trailer hygiene. a few
2: times. Yeah. It's hard because yep. it's like it's not officially out. Um, it's yeah. it's in festivals, but um, and it's it's viewable in festivals. Okay. Um, other than that, I'm 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 available to be followed. You just Google my name; it'll pop up. It's one of those. Um, One of the byproducts of, of having some notoriety is just, it's, I'm there. Um, Chris Burkhardt. And I'm, I'm always stoked to, you know, host a good conversation, whether it's via DM or email or something like that. Amazing.
0: And and I'll, I'll add to everybody just listening at home that guys, I would totally recommend if you haven't already seen Chris's Ted talk and also his documentary on Netflix under an Arctic sky Check those out. Go find yeah. some inspiration. Yeah,
2: it's actually on Amazon. It's actually on Amazon Prime now. We, we switched our distribution. Oh, sweet. No, I see. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be stoked for you to see it. It's on iTunes. And um, yeah, dude, thank, thank you guys for being such a great light under this world and, and just being a, a good resource for people and, and putting out so much awesome, awesome um, content that, that I think people can really like digest and, and whatnot. Mm. It's awesome.
0: So.
1: Well, thanks, Chris. That means that means the world to us. And yeah, yeah, you've been such a support to us on our journey, and we've gained so much inspiration and just um, guidance, I think, through you and watching your journey and and how to um, live in a way that, like you said, yeah, brightens up people's days. It's a light to people. It's putting mm-hmm. good out into the world, and that totally agree. that means so much to us. And people can truly see um, the way you lead a life like that. Amazing. So thank well, you.
0: grateful, Chris. It's always such an honor and. Uh, Until we meet again. All right. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See ya. Awesome, man. Take care. See ya.
1: A few closing thoughts, guys. First, we're so grateful you took the time to listen today. It really means a lot to us to be able to share our journey with you. Second, if you got any value or inspiration from this episode, please take a minute to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, remember, your story matters. So go for it today and live the outbound life.